Oh my god, Kev. Yes. It's December. It is. It's I, a new month. It's it's Halloween. Felt like it was yesterday. Thanksgiving felt like it was today. And now it's almost Christmas. Yeah, I know, right? So we're starting off a whole new plan of fun with loot time. Ooh. Aren't we? It's December. So like we told you guys in the past, uh, we are going to break down and do smaller, shorter episodes. And this is the first one of that. Well, technically, it's the second one, because in the month of November, we had a short episode where we talked about Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. That was more of a test run. Right. And I feel like it went really well. Yeah, I so, think yeah. So now we're going to do four shorter episodes being released every, every Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Subscribe so you know when it comes out. Even though we just told you every Wednesday, we want you to remember, because Wednesday's the middle of the week. You might mm-hmm. be busy. But it's also hump day, so you might be like, oh, I'm bored at work. What should I do? Listen to Loot Time. Yes, please and, do. And you can find us on Loot Time, uh, www.lootimepodcast.com. Find all the episodes there. Mm-hmm. Go to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, blah, blah, blah. A lot of different things. Yep. Um, make sure you review us on iTunes because we like all the reviews. Um, if you don't listen on iTunes, you can rate us on all the other apps, mm-hmm. but make sure you go to smashbomb.com, search Loot Time Podcast, and give us a review on there, because we definitely want to know... We like the feedback. ...what you're talking about. So, uh, this month, um, from Loot Crate, the theme is scavenge, and so we're going to go on a hunt to find little tidbits of things around our... Uh, Life of pop culture. Precious. Yes. And we're going to be talking about Escape from New York this episode. Um, There's a lot of scavenging going around in there, and we'll get to that in a minute. But before we get to Escape from New York, um, I'm going to pose Kev and me a question. So we're now part of a post-apocalyptic world where you have to scavenge to survive. So wastelands... Deserted. Everything's been blown up. Who knows? I don't know what Plants type of... Plants are overpopulating the... You think you can, so, so the biggest thing is, is you always have to think, what type of post-apocalyptic world are you living in? Are you mm-hmm. living in a nuclear fallout age? Right. Are you living in, like, that movie uh, with Will Smith? Oh, um, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Are you living in that where everyone, like there was a disease and everyone was killed off type mm-hmm. of world? Uh-huh. You know, the plants are overgrown. Or are you living in, like, the Hunger Games post-apocalyptic world where all the cities are kind of walled and mm-hmm. everyone lives in districts? And, or, like, you know, Wally or, like... Yeah, so there's a lot of different types. But either way, you're mm-hmm. living in one of these worlds. Right. You guys want to give us sucks. some feedback which world you live in. Um, what song would you play to survey your new world? So you're going out and you put on the headphones mm-hmm. and there's only one song left on it for some reason because yep. the hard drive crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the one song one stuck song on repeat. on repeat. I mean, it could be a song like you're going to go insane with, or mm-hmm. it could be a good song. What do you, what do you got? Uh, I would have to pick a motivational and a hard-hitting song that gets your blood flowing, keeps you pumped up, fast beat and whatnot. Uh, a small band from the East Coast called Kill Switch Engage. All right. They have a song from their 2016 album called Strength of the Mind. Where it's kind of like a a song about like willpower, you know, seeing rock bottom, smashing your fists against it, 
reminding yourself, keep telling yourself that it's all right. All I right. feel like you'd have to stay pretty motivated in a post-apocalyptic world. To go hunt for, to scavenge for food and right. supplies and stuff right. like that. So I think something motivational and blood pumping, you know, to help you stay focused. Like if you're hunting down deer or any kind of game, um, something that keeps you awake. Um, so it was a small band from the East Coast, Kill Switch Engage. Um, off their recent album, they have a song called Strength of the Mind, which talks about hitting rock bottom and, but reminding yourself, you so, know. So you're hoping that the apocalypse just happened after this album just came out? Yeah. Hopefully. 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 So, uh. Okay. Just want to make sure that, right. that, that the album had already been released before we all, you know. That would, yeah, then I would be, uh. You would, have to pick a new one. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to go with it's already out. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So me. I'm a I'm a ska guy, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite bands, pretty much of all time, is Real Big Fish. Okay. And so I like jumping and dancing and keeping myself upbeat, kind of like that. That's more than like the hard rock. Okay. But I'd go with beer. Ooh. Okay. Because it, you know, obviously talks about getting drunk and having fun, and mm-hmm. if the world just, you know, sort of ended, I still want to be popping around and happy and. I'm jumpy just picturing and... you like dancing around like a. Uh, Peter Quill from uh, the Guardians Guardians movie where he's dancing around feeling like come and get your love and he's like kicking that little rat thing yeah I feel like that would just be like you dancing down the street like picking stuff up from shopping carts and whatnot and that'd be me I'd be all up being lucky <laughs> hear like the echo from like the different skyscrapers of your song that'd be awesome yeah I'd have to do it from the boombox too get a boombox on my shoulder and wearing rollerblades rolling around and then be like John Cusack and lift up the boombox just like what movie was that from say anything okay that's it yeah I got my movie library up in my brain <laughs> So yeah, that's that's what I would uh, that's what I would listen to. Good choice. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Happy go lucky. So we are gonna jump into the franchise for the first episode of December. It'll come out on, you know, December fifth. I think is that Wednesday. Seventh, December seventh is that Wednesday that it'll come out. Okay. Um. Which I don't know why we're telling people in the middle of the episode, but <laughs> yeah. sorry, they've already found it out. <laughs> Great. All right. So, Escape from New York is a 1981 American post-apocalyptic science fiction action film, co-written, co-scored, and directed by John Carpenter. Uh, the film is set in what was then the near future of 1997. The near future of night. We're in 2018, and we're talking about the future is 1997. Right. <laughs> um, in a crime-ridden United States that was converted that that has converted Manhattan Island into New York City, um, in New York City into the country's maximum security prison. The whole island, all the way around. Unbelievable. When Air Force uh, One is hijacked by terrorists and crashed into New York City. Ex-soldier and federal prisoner State uh, Snake Pliskin, played by Kurt Russell, is given 24 hours to rescue the President of the United States. So that's a tough situation. I know. So okay. So we're, you were just arrested mm-hmm. for robbing a bank. Okay. And you're sentenced sentenced to New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you a pardon if you go save the President." Would you do it? 
would that be your the first thing on your mind, being like, no, nah, just throw me in jail and I'll fend for myself, or would you take the deal? I'd take the deal. I yeah. feel like if having a man of his background, you know, I wouldn't. I would be up to crack a couple skulls. Even if you hated the government? Because Snake Plissken really did hate the government. Yeah. But if that meant for, you know, my own, like, freedom. Yeah. Now, now as a safety precaution, just in case you got to the island and were like, well, screw this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. They put uh, tiny little bombs in your blood vessels in your uh, neck. Oh, kind of like a Suicide Squad type of situation. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't do it in 24 hours, boom, boom, your head pops off. Actually, his head really didn't pop off. Wouldn't have popped off. Actually, it would have just the, splattered. It, no, no, the blood vessels would just open, and he would bleed, bleed out. out. Oh. So a slow death, because you know they really wanted him to. Oh, God, that would suck. Yep. So 24 hours, mm-hmm. they throw the bracelet on him. And they actually only gave him like 22 hours because they had a the summit where the president had to speak mm-hmm. uh, was in 22 hours, and Pliskin was like, "Oh, I thought I had 24 hours." And they're like, nope, <laughs> sucker. Sucks to be you. You got 22 hours now. And so he takes a takes a um, a uh, glider mm-hmm. into New York, lands on the top of the uh, World Trade Center. Nice. So 1997, obviously, World slow. Trade Center. Well, this obviously movie was made in 81, so mm-hmm. the trade centers were still there. Now, it's really funny. Now, in some movies, not a lot, but in some movies... They remastered any New York movie mm-hmm. and took out the World Trade Center. Uh, for when the Toby, first Tobey Maguire trailer came out, it had the Twin Towers in it for the trailer. Yep. And then with what happened, they took it out. They took it out. And the funny, the really funny thing is, if they were to ever remaster this movie and take out the, the towers, it Where wouldn't make go? sense. He had to land down the top of the World Trade Center mm-hmm. to, to go down. and Because basically the whole thing was is it was like self-propulsion so he would kick the the glider off the top mm-hmm. and it, it would take the dive but then it would you know glide thing because it was the building was tall enough to allow that right you had enough off. space to yep okay so do you think uh you think we're close for this this happening in america now i feel like uh <laughs> Trump wants to build a wall to keep people out. I don't know what's to stop him from building a wall around... Uh, like, Canada. I mean, just, you know what? I think with his, his mindset, uh, you know, one could look at it if, you know, you're not building a wall to keep people out, you're building a wall to keep people in. Yeah. And he just might be the type of person that doesn't realize that. Yeah. So what if this was, like, a, a, the whole country became... Yeah. That just a crazy state. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole, the idea, you know, obviously crime being really bad. I mean, mm-hmm. ba- I mean, 1981, obviously a lot of drugs. I mean, there was a lot of crime back then. So right. they're like, well, Manhattan's an island or it really, I guess, I don't know if there's really any other island islands in the United States that this could have been done with. Mm-hmm. But obviously Manhattan Island, you just blow up all the bridge, you build a giant wall around and it. there they are. And then there's no guards. Mm-hmm. There's no police officers in there. There's nothing within. Now, the funny thing is they do go in and take out dead bodies kind of covertly. Like they fly in. and or, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of one of the, the the thing about the prison. So, like, 
if you were to try to cross the river, is that like at your own risk, or are they? No, no, no. They'll shoot you down. Shoot you down? Yeah. If you try to, you mean trying to escape crossing yeah. the river? Yeah, they shoot you down. Oh. Well, they, that's where they built the wall, so they mean yeah. I don't know how you'd really get out, but but yeah, they'll, they'll they'll blow you up if you're in the water and don't turn around. That's a tough situation. That's a lot of people in a confined space. But the funny thing is, you watch the movie, mm-hmm. you, don't, you see... don't see anyone. So either they're all dead, right, or they're hiding out. I mean, what would you do in the, in this situation if you maybe you got falsely accused for murder? You're all, mm-hmm. you're innocent because all prisoners, you know, think I'm, they're, innocent, they're, they're man, innocent. I'm innocent. But okay, you get sentenced to New York Island, uh-huh. and. I mean, do you try to join a gang? Do you run and hide? Do you... I'd be, um... I mean, how would you survive? Would you be someone that'll be like, okay, I'll do anything you want, just don't kill me? I'd be a lone wolf. I'd mind my own business, and I would crack some skulls if they ever tried to, you know, convert me into this whatever gang it was or whatever, but I'd mind my own business, go about my own things, and if I really trusted people, like if I saw them do something that would gain my trust, I'd have like a, a close circle of yeah. of people. I mean, surviving in there seemed like it'd be really hard because you got to scavenge for you know food and supplies, right. and obviously where you live. I mean, you're on the island of Manhattan, so you go to the Upper East Side and phew, you're living in luxury. But you know, I feel like the the Bigger criminals would would rule that would area, rule that area, and it would be heavily attacked due to people wanting to constantly yep. live there. And they don't have guns though. Like if you if you like when Snake Plissken went to the island, mm-hmm. someone was like, "Are you a cop?" And they're like, "He was like, no." It's like you must be a cop. You have a gun. So I think like all weapons were pulled from New York. Like right. how did how did they go about building this thing? Okay, so you have criminals, right? And you have the real people living on Manhattan, the people that already yeah, live there. Those? What do you do with those? Do you displace them? You do pay you them you off? Like, pay them off? Like, hey, we're turning your entire uh, Manhattan Island into a prison. We're going to need you to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, who? <laughs> how do you go about doing I mean, obviously they said crime was really bad, so maybe everyone was dead on their, that island right. anyway, or everyone was or, already criminals. Right. They are so eager to get out. Either that or like, you have until today to leave the island. Mm-hmm. If you do not leave, we are building a wall and blowing up the bridges and you're just gonna live here oh that would suck for the people that aren't criminals but got stuck yes there, like that would just be a scary situation they'd probably die yeah i would definitely what would you do build a bomb shelter yeah or if i knew the knew it was gonna happen and i couldn't get off the island i guess i don't know i really don't know what the rules are the funny thing is there's never been any like set list. I, you know, of... I guess you know. I, I'm tired of you know remakes and everything, so mm-hmm. I don't think they should ever remake this movie. Right. But a prequel would be kind of cool to find out why, how, why, or how it got right. to that point. And a prequel would also be great for Snake Plissken. Like I'd love to see more Snake Plissken movies mm-hmm. because the funny, the the running gag of the entire movie, anytime Plissken runs into anyone, is everyone always says, "Man, I thought you were dead." I want to know why everyone thought he was dead. Actually, I think there was a comic book not too long that I got uh-huh. that that they showed his, um, not his death scene or whatever. I think something like got piled, like he was in a pile of rubble or like an explosion or something, that. and everyone just assumed he was dead. Mm-hmm. But the comic books are pretty funny too. They kind of take place after the the whole New York fiasco. Yeah, and after he gets out, and then he eventually goes to Florida, and Florida's kind of a similar <laughs> similar thing. 
But isn't Florida already like that? No, I'm just no, kidding. No, yeah. <laughs> but, but their plan is, so they, they like, the, the, the people in Florida like the idea of New York. Okay. So they actually want to place bombs along the border of Florida so and they... blow it off so Florida kind of floats away. Mm. And so then the president, you know, is like, you got to go to Florida and stop all these people from separating separating themselves from the United <laughs> States. So I don't know why the government it, always turns to Snake Plissken to get stuff done. I mean, he gets stuff done. Right. But he doesn't get it, like, done in a clean way. It's kind of like having that ace up your sleeve. Yeah. Um, maybe it was like they found out that the mass uh, incarceration of all the people in, in today's prisons or whatever... Um, they tallied up the total cost since more and more people are going to prison. They're like, you know, we'd save so much more money if we were to just throw them on Manhattan Island. Like, I yeah. don't know. I mean, even then it would be pretty expensive. Yeah, I guess I want to know what the, the crime you would have to commit. Because he tried robbing a Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. That's why he got thrown out, was going to get thrown on the island. So that's pretty high up there. Right. I mean, murder would probably be up there. So this would be like your maximum security, but like... On an island level. Yep, and and no rule, basically no rules. The the prison runs itself. It's just like uh, Arkham City. Pretty much. Yeah. Prison runs itself. So, after Pliskin gets out of New York, Mm -hmm. which the ending was so blah. You you build it up and it's just kind of like a meh type of ending. And he he just drives away. He just... And then he comes back to L.A. Yes, yeah, so the so the, the, the sequel, Escape from L.A., mm-hmm. so I saw that movie first. And then you went back to New and York. And then I went back to New York. The only reason I saw L.A. first is because when it came out, I was old enough to actually, to actually watch it. Mm-hmm. And so I watched Escape from L.A., and that, I loved it. I think the action was better. I think just now, the filming of it was, was better. Was that made in 97? Um, let me pull it so up. So it's like... Uh, it's definitely fu- it's definitely past um, New York, right? But I don't know if how soon after it was made. But the one thing I liked about it was that it, they didn't they did a similar thing. It was the president's daughter got kidnapped mm-hmm. and brought to L.A. and he had to go in and uh, do his business do his business to get him back. Um, I mean, yeah, if you're given the, uh, the... 96. Ooh. So it was actually pretty close. The sequel, the sequel was made in, uh, in 96. So, so this year, um, it's 2013. Hmm. And the United States president, um, is exiling all citizens who don't conform to his hyper-conservative views to Los Angeles. Hmm. So it's, it's dictatorship. Type yeah, of pretty much. And so L.A. was so when you watch the beginning of Escape from L.A., mm-hmm. they kind of talk about it. So L.A. had so many earthquakes that that L.A. just basically floated off, which, hey, that that's something that happen. could happen. So it floated off. So they turned that into kind of the new Alcatraz. OK, basically. Um, but then the president's daughter um, uh, nabs uh, the detonator to his dad's apocalyptic weapon. And sneaks into L.A. to be with the rebel leader she loves. The government taps commando-turned-crook Snake Plissken to retrieve the young woman. If he doesn't succeed quickly, he'll be executed. Again. Again. He's like the nine lives. Yeah, I mean, he is. He is so lucky not to be killed. Be killed. In and, these crazy but, situations. But the funny thing is, is he's so well-known. 
Right. Like everywhere like, he goes, he, hey, it's Snake Plissken. It's Snake Plissken. Oh my God, I thought you were dead. <laughs> it's oh yeah. It's like how'd you get? I mean, well, what happened? So in escaping in New York, in New York, he rescues the president. So like. Do they just have, like, a scanner that he walks through that just kind of, like, diffuses the It was box? x-rays. It was, like, x-ray pads. Okay. On his uh, neck. So, yeah, he, they put, uh, X like, x-ray paddles on his neck, and okay. the, the radiation or whatever kills the detonator. Okay. Or whatever in his neck. But, yeah, after they do that, he uh, goes and asks the president a question, mm-hmm. and then just drives away. Just that's heads it? out. Into, yeah, that's it. Like... It, I mean, but that's eighties movies though. They don't. They it's just, just like seem drive to, off. Yep. Now the funny thing about the whole movie is is the timeline. Mm-hmm. So he has twenty four hours to do it. Now getting around. I don't know if you've ever tried getting around to you New can't York. Do it. Even I mean, you got to try to locate the president. You got to try to get him out of there. You got to. I mean, there's just so much stuff you got to do and so much you have to deal with because obviously crime and everything. I don't know if it's a hundred percent. Doable. Hot, hot, possible to right. do in 24 hours, but obviously it's an 80s. And the filming of it is just so funny. It's so 80s. It's so, like, one take if I had to put... I mean, maybe they did multiple takes, but mm. it just seems like so one like take. like a continuous shot of... Yeah. It's not as good as the one shots in Daredevil. It's yes, just, yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. There's a lot of one-liners and just... A lot of comedy, you know, your action comedy. Typical, typical 80s. 80s action comedy yeah. film. So, yeah. So, I pulled up for us to talk about... Facts. Facts, yes. I lost my piece of paper that we were I was using to talk about. Maybe I could borrow Kev's. Yes. So, um... So, I, funny enough, I found this on uh, Loot Crate's website called The Daily Crate. Oh, okay. Funny enough. So, it's, a uh, Know enough facts to escape from New York. So, um, you must have some rock and roll taste in films if you count Escape from New York as one of your favorites. Eh, kind of. I like LA. I do kind of like LA a little bit more, but New York is really good. Given that, there are so many little tidbits of trivia in this film that we could go on for days. How about 10 facts to get you started before you rewatch this classic? Probably should have read this before, before rewatching re-watch. it yesterday, but. <laughs> To eat your own. Okay. So, John Carpenter directed Escape from New York, stated he was heavily inspired by the book Planet of the Damned, which featured a man who had no choice but to help the government against his moral code in order to right societal wrongs post-apocalyptic event, which basically seems like Escape from New York. Right. Except in a prison. Mm -hmm. Set up on another planet, apparently. (laughs) So, yeah. Any heavy object in the film, from Mm -hmm. steel beams to manhole covers, were made from balsa wood. This was to be easily painted, um, have some heft, but not so much to be too complicated for the actors to pick up and to maneuver around. Okay. So all those heavy, all those props that were supposed to be heavy were, were pretty all, light. Yep, and they they were made of wood. That, wouldn't that be something to see, like in that film, and just you know, some guy punches right through it, like holy shit. Strong, he punched through steel. Right. <laughs> so, uh, large city models were built on a soundstage in San Fernando Valley in California. The budget was justified by Carpenter, promising that the same backdrops and models would be available to be resold and reused in other productions. Okay. The most well-known movie that these assets were reused in was Blade Runner, which makes sense. If you're right. going to build all this stuff, why not sell it back and make some, make a little money? Recycle it. Yeah. yeah recycle. 
<laughs> Reuse and recycle. Which Blade Runner was phenomenal. That yes. was, yeah. Could you tell it was New York? No. No? That was, I mean, those neon signs that were dancing and whatnot, like. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to skip a few here. So Clint Eastwood was sought out for the role of Snake Plissken, which that would have been I sweet. could sort of see, but he turned it down. When Kurt mm-hmm. Russell was approached, after Timmy Lee Jones also turned it down. Really? I don't know if I could see Timmy Lee Jones in it. Maybe. I don't think I've ever seen a Timmy Lee Jones movie with him. Or is he like a badass? Or, or you just never seen one where he's younger? Yeah. I don't know if he could be a badass. Like he, I mean... I don't know. Every time I think of Tommy Lee Jones, I think of, like, Two-Face and then Space Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> um, and they told him their goal of Quint- Clint Eastwood with hopes he understood that tone, which Clint Eastwood has that grit and, That would have been you know. sweet. Um, not only did he understand the tone, he purposefully aimed his interpretation of the character in a Clint Eastwood way, and it kick-started the great Russell Carpenter partnership. John Car- I love John Carpenter movies. Well, he always seems to be so, like, into his films, like, the way uh, with Halloween. Yeah, Vampires is probably one of my favorites. I like Halloween, but Vampire, John Carpenter's Vampires. When was, was that one made? I think early 90s. Okay. That one was like, I swear, that is like one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. I'm gonna have to look that one up. I think one it was up. one of my first John Carpenter movies I saw maybe after Halloween. Really? Yeah. So, Kurt Russell took his eye patch off between takes religiously because it gave him headaches and affected his eyesight after as after all uh, after a while. I could see that. Which makes sense because yeah. you're wearing the eye patch all the time. You, you don't know your depth in right. one eye. Do you ever get that where you wear glasses and it's like resting on your nose and your eyes just hurt? Kind of shift a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, because of this fact, an assistant was specifically tasked with making sure the patch got back on properly before returning to set. Can you imagine that's your job on set? Make sure his patch is on? The right angle of consistency yeah. of it. Yep. Kurt, I need to put your eye patch on. Yeah, readjust your eye patch. Jeez, you never have your eye patch on correctly. <laughs> so Come it's crooked. On. Always crooked. You know, it'd be really funny if you were watching the movie and then it shifted from left eye to right eye because they forgot which eye <laughs> yeah. it was on. That would be funny. Like, I, thought, I thought that it was on the... The other eye. Did they do that on purpose, or did they realize they were doing that? Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> That'd be really funny to see if the audience would catch it. <laughs> yeah. So, and no surprise whatsoever, trivia. Hiyoto Kimo, uh, Kijoma of Metal Gear Solid, famed uh, fame, has often said Snake Plissken and Kurt Russell's portrayal were the lead factors into writing writing and directing for Solid Snake in his PlayStation video game series. And I assumed as much, because with the, the, the eye, eye patch. patch and him being called Snake, <laughs> I, I felt like that's where there he pulled. There is some pulled. sort of stuff that he had pulled from. Yeah, I feel like that was a where given. Were a given, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he actually reached out to Russell to see if he was interested in voicing the character. Oh. Which I could would have seen, too. Right. It could have been. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Yeah. In Italy, Snake was renamed Hyena. And in South Korea, he was called Cobra. Okay. Which makes just slightly more sense. Right, and more badass than Hyena. Yeah. This was easy to manage as all worked out with the large snake tattoo that was the character on the character's torso. Mm -hmm. Um, they uh, They would call him whatever was easiest, but we're still trying to figure out why Hyena. Yeah, that makes that's on the opposite scale. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's sneaky. He's 
dangerous. What if you imagine if he if he cackled like a hyena though when walking yeah. down the street? Just yeah. yeah. All right, and last but not least, the first draft for the film was completed by John Carpenter in 1974. Wow. The film wouldn't be released until 1981. I can't even fathom the rewrites and note processes. Within that time period. Well, I mean, things change, the demo, the, the political landscape go. changes, yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, it's crazy. So if you guys want to learn more about uh, these fun facts, I will post them on our website, lootimepodcast.com. So in the meantime, if you've liked all the stuff we've talked about for uh, Escape from New York, mm -hmm. uh, this franchise is featured in December's Loot Crate. Um, the theme is scavenge. So make sure you pick up your Loot Crate by December 19th. So go to LootCrate.com. Sign up and get the scavenge crate. Yes. So now... On to the fun stuff. I mean, this was all fun. On to yes, the extra it was fun. stuff. Um, the goodies. So, Hot Comics and Collectibles, our sponsor, they like when we talk about them. So, use the discount code SNAKE Ooh. to save 20% on any Escape from New York merchandise. Not Hyena? Not Hyena. Snake. <laughs> or Cobra. <laughs> use all three. See what they do. Um, but uh, Hot Comics is located in Richfield, Minnesota, New Hope, Minnesota, and Jordan, Minnesota. If you are not from any of those three areas or not from around those three areas and you like listening to our podcast, go to hotcomicsandcollectibles.com. And they will ship and online. And they will ship all your stuff to your home from the website. So mm -hmm. go there. You can find us on social media at Loot Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Loot Time Podcast. So make sure you go there, like our page, share our page with your friends, uh, leave some comments. We like some leave tidbits. Some feedback, yeah. Um, we're going to have a new contest hopefully coming out soon. I'm putting up some polls. Um, I think it might have already ended. It did. It did. Okay, so our content, our uh, poll for what you guys want us to talk about has ended, and Die Hard won. It won. Um, so be sure to be on the lookout for an upcoming episode of Loot Time in the month of December where we talk about Die, die hard. hard. Where we die hard. And harder. And harder. With a vengeance. And hardest. Die hardest. That should die be the, that, hardest. That should be the next one. All right, so you can contact us on our website or at lootime at yahoo.com. Uh, make sure if you do visit our website, scroll to the bottom, type in your email, join our email list. Um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, you can listen to us on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, on our website. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard except for SoundCloud. Right. We don't like those guys mm -mm. for some reason. No. I mean, we just don't want to pay them. Right. That's pretty, that's pretty much the bottom line. Um, so make sure to rate us or review us either on iTunes or on smashbomb.com. And until next week, I am Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. Go. <laughs>